And now it's time for us to discuss more of these headlines and simple keywords with Adam joining us on the line. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Lena. Very, very happy Friday to you. <laughs> Was it a long week? <laughs> oh, yeah. Isn't it always? <laughs> <laughs> it means we're working hard. Maybe that's not such a bad thing after all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, my set-top box was speaking to me for a second randomly. <laughs> Hopefully the mic didn't catch it. Uh, it was a no, bit caught of guard there. <laughs> Live show, in case you guys are yeah. wondering. Uh, we're going to move along to our keyword news portion. As always, we're going to try to clarify some of these headlines for you this morning. First and foremost, a test of confidence in this new Yoon government, the local elections. Uh, this is our first keyword of the day. Early voting. So early voting for the June 1st local elections are being held for two days, beginning today. In fact, it just began about an hour ago. What should we know? Yeah, so they opened up very early from 6 a.m. and they will be closing at 6 p.m. And early voting will happen at uh, just over 3,500 polling stations nationwide. And uh, we are in the midst of e-social distancing, and uh, but COVID-19 patients and those in quarantine, they'll be able to vote uh, from 6.30pm to 8pm only on Saturday. So there are certain restrictions still in place when it comes to voting. Um, the procedures will be the same as what we saw in the uh, presidential election as well. Um, they'll re be required to show a special notification text message from the government and also a positive PCR or rapid antigen test result along with uh, any form of identification. Um, they'll be uh, permitted to enter the polling station after the general public has vacated the premises. So again, the similar mm. procedures that we saw uh, in March. Now, up for grabs in terms of the local elections are 17 metropolitan mayors and provincial governors, uh, 226 lower level council heads, also up for grabs are 779 seats in provincial or and metropolitan councils and just over 2,600 in lower level local councils. Um, this year's elections have actually drawn greater attention as seven national assembly seats are also at stake as well. That's because political heavyweights such as former presidential candidates Lee Jae-myung and mm. uh, An Cho Su, um, who was the head of the presidential transition committee, uh, have thrown their hats into the ring. Mm. Uh, a survey by Gallup Korea showed nearly 70% of respondents saying they will definitely vote in the upcoming elections, whether it be early or on the day. Mm. Um, of them, just over 30% said they intend to cast their ballots during early voting. So mm. we'll have a, a substantial turnout, uh, according to the polls anyway, from mm. today and tomorrow. So clearly a lot is at stakes because it will be a true test of mm. where the public lands and then as far as confidence goes in the newly admitted uh, Yoon administration. Mm. The by-elections are, yes, being seen as a way to strengthen or undermine the mandate of the new government led by President Yoon song yeol because it's less than a month after its launch. I mean, we've alluded to this shortly after the presidential election that this will be the case. What do recent polls actually suggest? I'm getting a lot of mixed signals. Yeah, there are a lot of mixed signals, uh, and these are just polls. So, right. uh, hopefully it doesn't skew any opinions. But uh, basically, this is, as you say, kind of like a litmus test of how Yoon sung is doing and whether people's uh, reaction to his policies and uh, hmm. presidential uh, schedules and uh, remarks and policies have done well so far or if they're being welcomed by the public. Hmm. Um, but recent polls are showing that the PPP, the People Power Party, is taking the lead in most big races, except those in the 
liberal Honam region, that, which is the home turf of the uh, Liberal Democratic Party. That's despite actually uh, the Conservatives kind of um, sending out kind of olive branches and overtures to that region in terms of the the attendance of the May 18th democratization movement, as well as the the commemoration of the late president Noor Muhyun's uh, death as well. Mm. Uh, certainly, Yoon Sung Yeol and the PPP have been trying to woo these liberal and centrist uh, voters, but it seems like they're still st- uh, steering towards the conservatives, uh, the liberals rather, mm. uh, at the moment, according to the polls. Anyway, uh, the party hopes it can extend the momentum of the presidential election victory as well and win more than half of the 17 uh, posts up for grabs. Uh, it believes Yoon's summit with President, uh, U.S. President Joe Biden and recent North Korea provocations and his uh, more hardline stance towards the regime can be helpful for uh, the PPP's campaign. Uh, the DP, which actually still holds a majority in Parliament, is looking to recover from the presidential election defeat and expand its power across the nation uh, to kind of keep the Yoon government in check. Mm. Um, now, the capital Seoul will be a key battleground for both parties, uh, the Seoul mayoral election has been mainly a two-horse race between the current mayor, also Eun, and the uh, former DP chairman, Son Young-gil. Uh, recent polls suggest uh, or show that Oh is leading Song by quite a wide margin, but of course that can be turned over in, uh, by the time of the election. Um, now, the race for Kyungi governor has been largely between the former lawmaker Kim Eun-hye of the PPP and the former finance minister, uh, Kim Dong-yeon of the DP, mm. recent polls suggest to show that the two are kind of running neck and neck. So that's a very tight uh, race in that area. So we'll have to see. All right. And with that, let's move on to our second keyword of the day. Rate hike. Uh, as widely expected, the BOK Bank of Korea raised a base interest rate by 0.25 percentage points. That's to 1.75%. Could you run us through the details? Yes, again, it was a unanimous decision by the Monetary Policy Board, and it is the second rise in as many meetings. And it's also the fifth in the current round of monetary tightening, which actually began in August last year. Now, at the previous board meeting, back in April, rates were also uh, uh, upped by 25 basis points, and the decision then was also unanimous. Um, This is all part of efforts to wrestle, of course, the consumer inflation down from its 13-year highs that we're seeing at the moment. It was also the first monetary policy meeting headed by the new governor, uh, Lee Chang-yong, who told reporters that inflation was higher uh, than uh, expected. Uh, The board will guide monetary policies focused on inflation for the time being, the governor said. So he's more focused on inflation rather than um, economic growth at the moment because Mm -hmm. it seems to be the most pressing uh, issue, not just in Korea, but around the world. Sure. Um, most analysts expect the BOK to take rates up to two and a quarter percentage uh, percent by the uh, end of the year. And asked about the market forecast that the policy rate will go up to the range of that uh, or even two and a half percent by the end of the year. He called it a rational exception, uh, expectation rather, mm-hmm. excuse me. So that could mean that he could be um, uh, in line for a kind of this big move of a half a percentage more a point, which some economists have predicted, mm. and he himself has hinted at before. So mm. we'll have to wait and see. Uh, the BOK also raised its inflation outlook for this year to four and a half percent from three point one percent before. Mm. Uh, he also noted that monthly inflation may actually go above five percent for a couple of months. That's because of the protracted supply chain disruptions. Uh, and rising commodity prices worldwide, stemming from uh, a slew of geopolitical uh, Mm. issues such as the Ukraine conflict. 
Um, that would actually be the highest rate since 2008 when inflation hit 4.7%. Um, and it is actually forecasting 2.9% next year. So in the space of a year and a half now, it is expecting that inflation will die down somewhat. Um, now, a hawkish US Federal Reserve is also pressuring the central bank as well. Now, the Fed is forecast to take the key interest rate to two and a half to two and three quarter percentage range by the year end, uh, the effects of which will be, of course, watched closely around the world. Mm. Um, and also, meanwhile, the VOK expects the economy uh, to expand 2.7% this year. That's down from its earlier forecast of 3%. Mm. Uh, the BOK governor, meanwhile, did not specify how many times and when additional rate hikes would be delivered. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see until July and August when the next board meetings, monetary policy board meetings, are scheduled. All right, and let's move on to our third keyword of the day. Mass investment. So other Korean conglomerates are joining Samsung and Hyundai in announcing huge investment and hiring plans subsequently. What's the latest? Right. So uh, we, we mentioned four conglomerates uh, yesterday with their investment right. plans. Now, SK, LG, GS, POSCO and Hyundai Heavy Industries have all unveiled large scale investments as well. Um, now, the announcements come amid President Yoon sung yeols pledge to create a business-friendly environment, trying to bring in the private sector more towards its economic policy. Uh, and I think that is why these conglomerates are clinching on to this opportunity to unveil their plans. Mm -hmm. uh, now, let's start off with SK. It said it will invest a total of 247 trillion won until the year 2026 to strengthen its capabilities in core business items such as chips, batteries and bio. It's also planning to hire 50,000 workers to develop these three fields as well. Um, so not just the investment, but these companies have also announced a slew of uh, recruitment plans as well. Um, now, the lion's share of the investment will be going into the group's chip business, which is uh, kind of this main driver in terms of SK Hynix. Um, LG Group said it will invest 106 trillion one until the same year as well. 43 trillion will be invested in emerging areas such as batteries, battery materials, and uh, next generation displays and AI. Mm. Of course, LG Electronics um, being kind of the uh, the flagship uh, company, if you will, of the mm. of the group with its uh, now TVs and uh, home appliances mm. being the main sellers for them. Um, and the group also decided to hire a total of 50,000 employees or 10,000 people annually starting mm. this year. Um, GS Group, mainly focusing on energy, announced it will invest 21 trillion won until 2026. It wants to beef up the capability of its core businesses and secure future growth items. It will invest 14 trillion in energy, including GS Caltech's uh, business expansion into petrochemical materials, and it will also re uh, recruit 22,000 employees. Uh, POSCO, a famous steelmaker, will also invest 33 trillion won in Korea until 2026 and recruit 25,000 workers. It's focusing on the competitiveness of core businesses such as eco-friendly steel, as well as battery materials, as well as mm. other and other uh, eco-friendly materials and elements such as hydrogen, as well as eco-friendly infrastructure. Mm. Um, Hyundai Heavy Industries will invest 21 trillion won over the next five years to foster eco-friendly businesses as well and to achieve a digital transformation. It also plans to hire 10,000 employees, half of whom will be for R&D over the next five years. And for those who are wondering, heavy, uh, Hyundai Heavy Industries mm. is a separate group from the Hyundai Motor right, Group. Right, yeah. right. 
All right. So it seems to be lofty plans. And as you've told us, Adam, a little bit earlier than I suppose yeah. if past presidents is a comparison. And mm. these are, it seems to be massive investments. Yeah. Uh, so not just the timing of it, but the right. scale is also almost unprecedented as well. Yeah. All right. It, it seems to be a priority, right, to fix a relatively sluggish economy, if you will. Uh, we have to move on to our fourth keyword of the day. Yes. Peak wage system. Why do we always run out of time? It's, it's confusing to me. But anyway, <laughs> peak wage system. In case you're not exactly aware what it is, let us explain. The Supreme Court has ruled against a peak wage system, which gradually cuts the salaries of senior workers several years before retirement. It was supposed to be a win-win so that mm. those who are retiring could fade out and maybe hang on to their last leg of their careers a little bit longer, get a smaller paycheck. The companies mm. would benefit from it because they can save a little bit of funds. So what did the court have to say? Well, that was the aim anyway, right. but the top court has upheld a lower court ruling saying that it is uh, a violation of the laws, uh, of uh, employment laws. Uh, the top court stated that slashing wages only because of one's age is a violation of senior employment laws, um, of which one stipulates that workers and persons wanting to become workers should not be discriminated against on the basis of age without reasonable cause. I won't name the law because it's very long. Um, now, the first ruling of its kind actually came after a retiree from a local research institute filed the lawsuit with, uh, demanding reimbursement of his lost wages before retirement in 2014. Mm. I won't go into too much of the history of that, but that's where it all started. Right. So yes, it was meant to be a win-win situation, um, but it wasn't, of course, welcomed by everyone, including this person from this institute uh, who found it a bit unfair and uh, who had to actually was demoted two levels and oh. his competency grade fell by 49 levels as well. Mm. So there are kind of some um, backlashes and some uh, ways in which uh, these companies aren't implementing them um, at the best of which this uh, system was meant to be at. Uh, but the top court did note that um, this ruling may not apply to other companies who are implementing this system as well. Mm. So it is in this case for this uh, retiree. Uh, but uh, if there is a similar case in other companies, the ruling could be different. We'll have to see if any such lawsuits are made. Mm. Um, and uh, of course, this was welcomed by the labor union. Uh, the Supreme Court decision. But of course, businesses have raised concerns of it as well. All right. And quickly, let's move on to our final keyword of the day. Population drop. So Korea's chronic low birth rate continues to show new lows, adding to concerns of a shrinking workforce and econ uh, economic damage, at least in, especially in the capital city. What's the latest? Yeah, so this is we're kind of starting to sound like a broken record, but the numbers keep getting more dire. Uh, government data showing that uh, we could be facing a worst case scenario. If the trend continues, the country's population could shrink by a quarter of what it is uh, now in 30 years time. Mm. And apart from the city of Sejong, every other city and province could have their population shrink by the year 2040 as well. And it also says the median age group will be the high 50s. So basically, yeah. if you line up everyone uh, nationwide, and you kind of pick the middle, then the <laughs> average age will be 57 or, uh, and something like that. You've painted quite a picture, but thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the uh, agency said that by 2050, the uh, population will shrink by about 8.6% to 16.4% as well, if the trend continues, mm -hmm. and it will fall below the 40 million mark from 2041. We've kind of seen the 50 million mark for uh, several years now. And of course, this all means that the working age population will shrink 
a 35% is expected in the next 30 years. And of course, this will all do damage to the country's economy. Thank you very much, Adam, for a week's worth of coverage. Have a good weekend. We'll see you next Monday. You too. See you next week. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.